Welcome to the History of the Bible. Episode 70, The Blessing. Moses would give the Israelites clear instructions to follow when they would reach the Promised Land. They were to read the blessings and the curses. A choice would be given to the Israelites. They only had to choose life and things would go well with them. Welcome to the History of the Bible. In the last episode, we focused on Moses' second speech to the Israelites. It pretty much covered the covenant that was set between the Lord and the Israelites, describing the laws and commandments. In Moses' third speech, which is what we will be covering in this episode, he tells the people about the blessings and the curses. When the Israelites got to the Promised Land, they were to go to a location where two mountains stood facing each other, with a valley in between. One was called Mount Gerizim, and the other one was named Mount Ebal. Moses would give the Israelites the instructions to build an altar on Mount Ebal. The altar would be made out of uncut stones and then covered with plaster. Once the altar was covered in plaster, it was to have all the laws and commandments written into the plaster. Once the altar was built and the laws and commandments were written into the side, they were to offer sacrifices on it, peace offerings, burnt offerings, and they were all to eat there, which means that a celebration was to be held on Mount Ebal after the sacrifices had been made. For the reading of the blessing and curses, the people of Israel were to split up into two separate groups, the tribes of Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin would stand on Mount Gerizim. The remaining tribes, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali, would stand on Mount Ebal. Mount Gerizim would also represent the blessings, while Mount Ebal would represent the curses. Tradition holds that during this time in history, Mount Gerizim, which represented blessings, was fertile and lush with vegetation, whereas Mount Ebal was dry, rocky, and unable to produce any type of plant on it. These two mountains were located at the heart of the Promised Land the city of Shechem in the valley in between. As for the altar that Moses called for the Israelites to build when they got to the mountains, today scholars have found an altar on top of Mount Ebal. Now, whether or not it is the altar that Joshua would build is debated. There are two layers to the altar. The first layer was built on top of bedrock and in the middle of the altar was a depression. In this depression, charred animal bones and ashes, all to be from the period of Joshua being alive. The second layer is built on top of the first. It's more of a monumental altar because of its size. It measured 23 by 30 feet and stood 10 feet tall, with a 23-foot-long ramp leading up to it. In this second layer, it too had charred animal bones, ashes, and pottery. 
The whole structure was made out of uncut stones, just like Moses called for them to build it. As mentioned, the two mountains were to represent the curses and the blessings of the Lord. Moses charged the tribe of Levi to read these blessings and curses to the people. After hearing the reading by the Levites, the people had to choose. It was either to choose to follow the Lord or not. Deuteronomy 28 begins the telling of what the Levites were to read for the blessings and the curses. If the Israelites followed the Lord, then the blessings would overtake them in the cities, in the fields, in the fertile with the women, animals, and fields. All their comings and goings throughout their days, they would be blessed. The enemies of Israel would not be able to defeat them in battle, and all the nations surrounding them will know that they are God's chosen people because of the blessings from the Lord. If only they would continue to follow the Lord. If they did not, then they were read by the Levites what would happen if they chose not to pursue the Lord. Instead of being blessed in the cities, in the fields, in their produce and fruits of the land, and their offspring of the women and herds, and their coming and goings, they were to be cursed. Everything that they did would be cursed to not prosper. Confusion and frustration would overtake them as a people. Pestilence would consume the land, along with famine and disease. Their enemies will come in and destroy their land, taking their food, their women, their crops, and their homes. Eventually, if the Israelites were to continue to pursue other gods and not Yahweh, they would become a conquered people who would become exiled to a nation that they nor their fathers had known. They will be scattered among all the people of the earth. But the choice was the people's. They could choose to follow the Lord and do everything that was written in the laws and commandments, which they would become a prosperous nation, a nation that had no lack. However, if they chose not to follow the Lord, then the Lord would turn them over to their desires allowing for the nations of gods that they pursue to take them. And that care for foreigners and fake gods is harsh, one that would eventually get them killed and exiled. So Moses would pause his sermon and renew the covenant with the people, making sure that they knew what these blessings and curses meant. They were willing to become the people of God, to prosper in his ways, and to become a light to the surrounding nations. Even though the curses are ultimately the people of Israel being conquered and exiled to the foreign nations, even though the curses are ultimately the people of Israel being conquered and exiled to foreign nations, the Lord still gives them a way to return to their promised land. In Deuteronomy 30, Moses tells the Israelites, that if they remember the Lord their God, even though they are exiled for not pursuing him, if the people return to seeking the Lord, he would forgive them. Not only would the Lord forgive them, but he would bring all of them back from all over the world to the promised land. 
He would remove the curses and bring back his blessings to the people. But again, it was all up to the people choosing life over death. Deuteronomy 30 verses 15 through 20, Moses says to the people, See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You will not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast him, for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. The Lord wanted a relationship with his people. It was their choice for them to want a relationship with him. With that, this was the last thing that the Lord wanted him to do before his death. At this point, Moses was 120 years old and it was time for him to die as he would not be crossing over the Jordan River with the people due to his disobedience to the Lord. When this moment came, Moses reaffirmed that Joshua was to be the next leader of the people of Israel. The two of them went and stood at the tent of meeting, and the Lord appeared to them in a pillar of cloud and told Joshua in Deuteronomy 31 verse 23 to be strong and courageous because he was to bring the Israelites into the land that was promised to their forefathers. The Lord concluded by telling Joshua that he would be with him. Before Moses was to leave for good, the Lord gave him a couple of last-minute things. All of the laws and covenant that was given to Moses and that he spoke to the people about, he was to write down to the very end as it says in Deuteronomy 31, verse 24. Throughout the journey of the Israelites from Egypt to this moment, God has been calling Moses to write down everything. This is often the thought that why Moses is the author of the first five books of the Bible, because the Lord told him to write it down. But this last book of the laws that Moses wrote was supposed to stay next to the Ark of the Covenant. That way, it was a witness against the people. Because both the Lord and Moses knew that the people would fall away from following God. They already did it with Moses being alive. How much more when he died? So Moses was given a song that warned the people of the blessings and the curses and the consequences of them following God or not. He would teach this whole song to the Israelites. After that, it was finally time for Moses to die. 
and the Lord told him to. On the day that he finished writing the law down in the book, he also got the song from the Lord and taught the Israelites. And on that day, he was to die. The Lord said it was time for him to be gathered to his people, just like his brother Aaron was. So in his departure from the Israelites, Moses would give a blessing to the people, much like the blessing that Jacob gave to his sons. Moses would bless each tribe. To the tribe of Reuben, Moses said, Let him live and not die, but let this men be few. To Judah, he prayed a blessing of the Lord fighting against their enemies. Levi was given the blessing of being able to inherit the Lord by serving him and hearing his voice. The tribe of Benjamin was blessed with the Lord surrounding them all day long. To the two sons of Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh, they were blessed with an abundance of produce and herds, rich land that would bring its fullness to them. Zebulun and Issachar were to bring harvest of food from their dwelling places in the mountains and near the seas. Gad was given the blessing of choosing the rich land. Dan is a lion's cub. Naphtali was blessed with the favor of full blessing of the Lord. Asher was blessed with strength. Then Moses would bless the whole assembly of Israel by blessing Jacob, who dwells safely in the land with the blessing of the Lord upon them. The Lord will be their shield and sword against their enemies. And with that, it was time for Moses to leave the Israelites behind. From the plains of Moab, where the Israelites were camping, Moses would hike up Mount Nebo, which is a mountain range, and he would go to the peak of Pisgah. From here, the Lord showed Moses all the land of Canaan that the Israelites would possess. The Lord showed him the land in the south to the western sea, or the Mediterranean Sea. The whole thing was seen by Moses. But that was it. Moses was not allowed to go over into the land. Here would be the last known place of Moses, because once he died, the Lord took his body and buried it. No one has or will ever find his body. When Moses died, he was 120 years old. It says in Deuteronomy 34 verse 7 that his eyesight was still good and that his body was still strong, meaning it was as if he had not aged since his 40s when he first left Egypt. When Moses died, the people of Israel would mourn for him for 30 days. In verse 10 of chapter 34, it says that there was not arisen. It says that there has not arisen a prophet since an Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, none like him, with signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, and for all the mighty power and all the great deeds that Moses did in the sight of Israel, has never been done since. When Moses died, 
and the 30 days were over for the morning of Moses, it was time for Joshua to lead the tribes of Israel. Being filled with the spirit of wisdom, because Moses laid his hands on him, Joshua stepped into the leadership position. Because of the wisdom that Moses passed on to him, the people of Israel followed Joshua. This would conclude Deuteronomy. Although it may have felt that we didn't go in-depth with the book, that was because we used it more as a summary of the Israelites' journey. This is what Moses did when he was given his speeches to the people. He summarized their journey, the good and the bad. Plus, most of the things in the book of Deuteronomy were covered in-depth in the books of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers as those three books followed the Israelites on their journey from Egypt until this point, where the Israelites are on the edge of the Promised Land, camping in the plains of Moab. For now, this is where we will leave the Israelites, once again, in the plains of Moab. We'll begin the book of Joshua in the next episode. So join us next time in episode 71, the book of Joshua. Until next time, remember that you are loved, special, and worthwhile. Thanks for listening to the History of the Bible. Let's get the word out by liking, rating, and following the show. This episode was produced by Nikeo Productions. To check out other shows, search for Nikeo Productions wherever you listen to podcasts.